This is our league, and this is your league. From the 55-yard line on CFL America Radio and the Sports History Network. Stand by, 15 seconds to air. Stand by, old camera, and videotape. Ready with your opening graphics. Stand by, Howard. Here we come, Frank. Ready, Don. Stand by, audio, your opening music, and roll tape. Take tape. Green Bay in the Kansas City 14. 
to Jim Taylor on a power sweep. Cutting back at the 10. Taylor is in for the touchdown. After the game, Vince Lombardi was pressed to compare the two leagues, and he did so. That's a good football team, and it doesn't compare with the National Football League teams. That's what you want me to say, I said it. <laughs> it took me a long time to get that out. <laughs> no, I mean, that's, I, think, I think the Kansas City team is a real top football team, and it's, uh, but it doesn't rate with the top teams in all of us. Super Bowl II also belonged to the Green Bay Packers as they humbled the Oakland Raiders at Miami Going Bowl. Packers to a man were certain that this was Lombardi's last game. The Packers also brought Roy Keane, Gary Kramer, talked about this Lombardi and the feelings in the locker room on that Sunday afternoon in 1968. I've been pretty aware of the fact that Coach Lombardi was thinking very, very seriously about retirement. And, uh, well, Many of us cuss him or call him names or a number of things. It's something like you might do with your family. You can call your brother something, but don't let anybody else call him the same thing. It's the same way with Mr. Lombardi. We can cuss him, but don't let anybody else holler at him. And we all felt that this was going to be his last game. And uh, I, I said to the fellows, I said, look, we got 30 more minutes this year. I said, let's give it to the old man. Play the last 30 for the old man. After those two sound beatings by Green Bay, it appeared that the NFL was indeed the superior league. And as a result, the Super Bowl was lacking the luster as any thought it would have. But on Sunday, January 12, 1969, the Super Bowl attained that halo of greatness. The New York Jets, a 17 point underdog, upset the highly crowded Baltimore Colts at Orange Bowl in Super Bowl three, the Jets quarterback Joe Namath boldly predicted victory. Many was a foolhardy move. Namath, one of the showmen, was sincere in his glasses. You can see why. When in the second quarter, the orchestra made a picture drive to put New York on the score. Namath back to pass again in the pocket, throwing, and it's caught on the 34 yard line by George Sauer, leaping back in the Baltimore 34. He is brought down immediately by Lenny Lyles. And it's another first down for the New York Jets, who are now in the Baltimore 34-yard line after taking over on their own 20. Namath backpedaling. Look, throws to the sideline. Caught by Sauer for 30. Down to the 25. And knocked out of bounds on the 23-yard line. Namath back to pass. Swings one out to throw at the 20. Throw at the 15. Throw at the 10. Throw at the 9. Fumbles. And the Jets have the football in the 9. Recovered by Snell. First and goal to go on the nine-yard line for New York. Namath calls the play. Namath to Snell. Snell at the five. Snell at the four. Matt Snell behind the blocking. Edward Herman down to the four-yard line. And Rick Bolts from the secondary to make the tackle. It is second down and goal to go in New York. Namath on a handoff to Matt Snell. Snell at the five. Snell at the three. Snell touchdown. Throws back to Morrow. Morrow's going on up the middle of the hill. It's intercepted by Hudson in the third 
second half, the Jets' defense continued to deny the cold. And the Jets' Jim Turner put his talented right foot to work with three field goals. Early holding at the 32, side angle to the left. Jets lead 7-0. Waiting the snap. Here's the snap. The ball is down. The kick is on the way. And it is good. Jim Turner with a 32-yard field goal. And with 10 minutes, 8 seconds left to play in the third quarter, the score, the New York Jets 10, and the ball of our Colts nothing. Okay, here we go. The snap, the ball is down, the kick is on the way, and it is good! A 31-yard field goal by Jim Turner. And now, with 10.58 to play in the third quarter, the score, the New York Jets 13, and the ball of our Colts nothing. Field goal unit in for New York. Really calling the signals. Waiting for the snap. Here it is. The ball is down. The kick is up, and it goes right straight through the upright. Three more points for Jim Turner. And so, with 13 minutes and 26 seconds left to play in this power game, the Jets now lead the Baltimore Colts by a score of 16 to nothing. The Jets won the game 16 to 7 in one of the biggest upsets in pro football history. United basketball, two seconds, one second. United scoring the assist in the Azure Bowl in the 49, both down by Sample. Brooks Rock is run out, and the ball game is over. There is the gun, and the Jets are tapping into the football world. The Jets' victory over the Colts gave the Super Bowl the national appeal that it lacked in its first two years of existence. But for the football purists of the land, it was a mere fluke. Surely, Super Bowl IV would restore normalcy to the football world when those big, bad, and mean purple people eaters of the Minnesota Vikings handled with the Kansas City Chiefs a wild card entry. Well, it didn't turn out that way. As the AFL, for the second year in a row, staged a stunning upset at Tulane Stadium in New Orleans. The Chiefs took an early 9 0 lead as John Stenerud went 3 for 3 in the field goal department. And the Chiefs now will go for a long range field goal. Jan Stinrud comes in the ball game. Holding again will be quarterback Lenny Dawson. The ball is down. It picks up. It's in over in. The third is up and long. It's good. A 48 yard field goal is good by Jan Stinrud with 6.52 to play in the first quarter. Kansas City 3. The Minnesota Vikings helping. Jan Stinrud will attempt one from the 33 yard line. 13-24 to play in the first half. This could give Kansas City a six-point lead. The ball down, it picks up. It's perfect. A 33-yard field goal, good by Jan Stinnerud. Stinnerud has gone two for two this afternoon. Good kick from the right hand point. He's had a lot determines how the line blocks and how the hole he does it. The kick is up, and it's good again. Another field goal by Jan Stinnerud. This one from 25 yards away. On the ensuing kickoff, the Chiefs broke the Vikings back. Jan Stinnerud. In the 40 yard line, and the two deep men are two yards away from that goal line. This one is not as long as in the first quarter, but then the ball is fumbled by Charlie West, the Chiefs go out and throw to the Vikings at the 19 the Chiefs recover. The Chiefs specialty squad goes downfield, and E.J. Howard was a man who went firing into that loose football to the 19. And West got his shoulder pad on it, really never got possession, and the Chiefs recovered that football. And before you knew it, it was a 16 0 game. Coming play, coming to Garrett on a trap, touchdown! Garrett scores to the foul! With 5.34 remaining here before the half, 
the team to get even 19 yards in this play. But it's that block. Garrett took it in. And you just saw standing line blocking up front. The pulling guard made that play. Paul Mormon. He is 6'4 and 252. Kansas City's number one draft choice a season ago. The Vikings went to the scoreboard in the third quarter to make it 16 to 7. But back came the Chiefs. Dawson, quick count. Dawson, close sideline pattern. Taylor. Taylor. Exciting. 
Houston was not decided until the final nine seconds. Dallas took an early six to nothing lead on two Mike Clark field goals before the Colts scored on one of the most controversial touchdowns in Super Bowl history. Goes back to throw again. Sets up. Fires out left side. Incomplete. Take it back. with another touchdown to make it a 13-6 game. And they were threatening to put two touchdowns between themselves and the Colts when Dwayne Thomas fumbled. A handoff goes to Thomas. He's still in there. Thomas hits to the one-yard line, stopped by the Colts, run away, and a fumble, and the Colts have recovered. That was the turning point. For it gave the Colts a chance, and shortly thereafter, they passed in to tie the score. Curry over the ball at center. Morrow. Despite the many turnovers in this game, the only one that seemed to really count was the last one, as it paved the way to a game-winning field goal. Morton rolls out to the right, gets the pass away, down the sideline, intercepted by Mike Curtis, at the 25, at the 20, down to the 23, down the down bounced off Reeves' hands, I think. Uh, I'm drifting over in the, I'm just drifting over trying to help with the tackle, and the ball is just lucky. landed right in my hands. I couldn't help but catch it. And then I looked around to see where everybody was, and I gave my old fullback moves and started moving out, taking as close as I could. Then anyway, I fell down. No, I didn't want to fumble. That was it. Nine seconds. Going on the clock. The Cowboys and the Colts all tied up at 13 to 13. It is a 32-yard field goal attempt. Ball is kneeling. O'Brien is ready. There is the snap. The kick is up and it's long enough to hit. The 32-yard field goal by Jimmy O'Brien. It is good. To the Dallas Cowboys, forever the bridesmaid, it was another frustrating end to an otherwise great season. But just one season later, they returned in Super Bowl VI and defeated a very talented but inexperienced Miami Dolphin team. For the first 30 minutes, the Dolphins put up a very game fight. But with just a little more than a minute left in the half, the Cowboys started to assert themselves. Second half, the Cowboys just boarded on to gain a one-sided 24-3 victory. Get the pitch off to Dwayne again, around right in the hole with the 40, down to the 35, to the 30, to the 25, and finally pulled out from behind the 22-yard line. And there was the afterburner speed of Dwayne Thomas, finally hauled in by the linebacker, Colin, who's been all over that field today on a brilliant run by Dwayne, who really accelerated. 22 yards on that one. And a first down now at the 23-yard line of Miami. Thomas on the left, Garrison the setback, split formation, both wide receivers left. Hayes in a reverse, round right in, by with a block, and a block by the center, Matthews, down to the 10 and out of bounds, around the 5-yard line. Oh, Matthews pulled and pulled it high, and Hayes on the reverse from the left, 
every play that we've ever seen in his six years of the Cowboys. He's used them all today. One of the finest runs. That one for 17, 17 yards. yards and a first down at the five-yard line. High formation. Garrison and Thomas. Ditkus in a tight end left side. Hayes to the right, all the way to the left. First and goal at the five-yard line. Starbuck wheels, gives to Garrison. Walt pounds off left tackle. Right through for a couple of yards. He's backed up, however, by Donna Cotty and by Fernandez around the three-yard line. And we're second to go at the three as they unstack it. Turak's in a tight end on the right side. Thomas, Garrison in the backfield. All worth it then. Both tight ends are in now. Garrison right, Thomas left, second and goal, three-yard line. Starbuck looks to his left, checks to the right. At the three, pitch out to Thomas. Dwayne cuts inside the five to the score. astounded all by going through the regular season with a perfect 14 and nothing record. In the playoffs, they kept their unbeaten ways intact by disposing of the Baltimore Colts and Pittsburgh Steelers. However, perfect record or not, one last game had to be played. And on Sunday, January 15, 1973, in Super Bowl VII, they met George Allen over the hill, Washington Redskins, for the right to wear the crown as world champions of professional football. The Dolphins struck for the game's first score, when on the last play of the first quarter, Howard Tilly hauled in a Bob Greasy pass. It remained that way until late in the first half, when it appeared that Washington was driving for the time score. But the Dolphins' star middle linebacker, Nick Bonacani, picked off a Billy Kilmer pass that kept the Redskins off the scoreboard and led to the Dolphins' second touchdown of the afternoon. Over, a long count. At the line of coming, draw the snap. He dropped a couple of steps back. Gets a good rush. Fires. Picked off. Five, one, 
Five seconds left to play in the first half. Pickens on deck. Remain the running back. They switch. In behind Greasy. Second and goal from the one-yard line. Waiting for the snap. Here's the handoff. Kick into the middle. Very, very close. Touchdown. The Dolphins really should be out in front, 24 to nothing, and now it's 14. Jim kicked behind uh, the Sundance kid, his buddy, and the Dolphins now move out to a 13 to nothing lead. In the second half, the Redskins tried to make a game of it, but the Dolphins' defense was equal to the pass. Ball just outside, the Dolphins cut it a half yard by. Let's see if they can stop him. Taylor's pushed far side, Jefferson near side. Gilmer. Ready to go to work from the Dolphins' ten and a half. He drops the throw. He sets. He fires the middle. Here it comes in. In the end zone. Jake Scott, 5, 10, 15 to the 20, 25, 30. He may go. 25, 40. And he's dragged out to behind the 50-yard line. Late in the fourth quarter, Miami attempted to up their lead to 17 to nothing with a field goal. It was blocked. And as a result, Washington wound up on the scoreboard. All right, Joe will uh, get a chance at a field goal opportunity here. The uh, clock says two minutes and 21 seconds. Garrow, two for four in the playoffs. This will be a 42-yard attempt. More over hold. It'll be from the far inbound tag mark. There is no win, but we can tell from the flagpole up here. A 42-yard attempt by Yepremia. Snap, set down. The kick is blocked. Rolling loose on the field. It is picked up by Garrow. He tries to throw a pass. Deflected in the air, grabbed by Bell, 40, 35, 30, he's going to score, 15, 10, 5, touchdown. Mike Bass and the Washington Specialty team get their club on the board and make it a new ball game, just as we were raving about a victory here with two minutes and seven seconds to go, Carroll. Had the football, and look from here as if he tried to throw a forward pass with it. The Redskins still had a chance to tie it, but the Dolphins' defense refused to be had. So the clock continues to move with 45 seconds to go. 43, this is the fourth down. Fourth down, here is Schilmer, back to throw. He is caught, and he is caught back at the 17-yard line. Dead Herder and Stansville all over him, and that could be the old ball game. This defense has just been magnificent today. The only touchdown that was scored was by the uh, specialty teams of the Redskins. And that could have turned it around, but the defense just took it away from them. The clock is moving now. The clock is moving. They're not going to get a playoff. Five seconds, four seconds, three seconds. The Dolphins have won Super Bowl seven and completed the greatest season in NFL history. And that is going to be the end of the ball game as the Dolphins have won it by a score of 14 to 7. The White Handkerchiefs come out. The final score are Miami Dolphins 14 as they are proud by a ton of people at center field, the Washington Redskins 7. In 1974, the Miami Dolphins made it two straight Super Bowl championships when they annihilated the Minnesota Vikings 24 to 7 at Houston's Rice Stadium. The Dolphins took the open kickoff and marched right up the field for the game's first count. So it's first and goal from the five as Greasy splits his running back. Morris on the right, Zaka on the left. Now sending Warfield in motion toward the left side. It's Zaka straight up the middle and he's got the touchdown. Larry Zaka carries it in from five yards out and the Dolphins have scored first. Then on their next possession, Miami made it a 14-0 game. Zaka and Pick are the running backs at this stage. They use Morris for the open field area. 
So it's second down now. Zonka on the left, Kick on the right. Coming in motion is Warfield. The handoff to the second man, Kick, and again stops up, but touchdown this time. He just did sneak it over for the Dolphins' second touchdown. By the end of the first half, the Dolphins led 17 to nothing. And in the third quarter, they upped the score to 24 nothing. Second down at the three-yard line. Greasy turning around to check his running backs. Looks as though he's almost talking to Zonka. Now he hands off to Zonka, heading right side. Touchdown, Larry Zonka. His second touchdown of the afternoon. And the Dolphins, if they haven't already, have now established clear superiority in this game. The Vikings did manage a touchdown in the late going, but it was too little, too late. As the Dolphins became the first team since the Green Bay Packers to win two consecutive Super Bowl championships. In 1975, the Minnesota Vikings made their third trip to the Super Bowl in six years, this time taking on the Pittsburgh Steelers at Tulane Stadium in New Orleans, Louisiana. To many, the law of averages meant that this was to be the Vikings' year. However, the Steelers had labored in obscurity for 42 seasons, and this was going to be their big chance. The game remained scoreless until late in the first half. When a missed handoff resulted in two points for Pittsburgh. And here's Crackerby leading it off. There's the bubble. The ball is loose. Crackerby goes point at the end zone. It's an automatic safety. Two points. The handoff is bobbled. It went back into the end zone. Crackerby recovered it to prevent the touchdown. As Robert came into coverage, it was an automatic safety. In the third quarter, the Steelers went ahead by a 9 0 score when fullback Franco Harris rambled into the end zone. Bradshaw getting into Harris, getting a key block for Mullins, right to the left. Vikings managed to tighten it up when they broke through the block of Bobby Walden Trent. There's the snap of the football. And it is blocked. Bobby Walden Trent is blocked. It is the end zone. Bobby is going to touch Jerry Brown recovered it in the end zone. But in the fourth quarter, the passing combination of Terry Bradshaw to Larry Brown proved to be too much for the Vikings to overcome, and they had themselves a 16 to 6 victory. defeated the Cowboys 21-17 in Super Bowl X at Miami's Orange Bowl. However, in the beginning, it appeared that the gods of four smile on Dallas as they struck in kamikaze-like fashion. Pearson and Dennison deep and Jarella kicks it. End over end. Who's it coming down to? Preston at the three. Out over the 10. Reverses the football. At the 10, the 15, the near side, the 20, the 25, the 30, the 35, the 40, the 45, the 50. Over the 50, 15, the 45. And the tackle stays. And the runner is knocked out of bounds. Tom Henderson took the reverse. 
right, the Cowboys are in a slot left formation. Now they move into the standard uh, setback situation with Staubach, the quarterback, taking the ball, facing his back to throw. Staubach straight down the middle, open man at the 15. He's But the Steelers came back quickly and tied it up. Bradshaw rolls right, puts it wide open in the end zone. Randy Wilson takes it for the touchdown. They crossed him up. They have two tight ends, and they have Mullins going in motion, cutting into the line. And Dallas was geared for the run. They did not get the run. Bradshaw took the ball, puts quickly to Randy Wilson, the second-year Madison Temple. Wide open in the end zone for a Pittsburgh touchdown. However, Dallas counted with a field goal that gave them a 10-7 lead. But in the fourth quarter, the Steelers' iron curtain defense turned the momentum for good. They're rushing, and it's blocked. It's through the end zone and out of play. Blocked for the Steelers at the safety. The Steelers, now forging toward victory, return the ensuing free kick 25 yards to set up a Roy Girella field goal. Ball is down, and Girella kicks it in his end of the end. Another Jarella field goal made it a 15 to 10 game. Then in the fourth quarter, Terry Bradshaw hit Lynn Swan in a bomb to put the game out of reach. Now he fires for the ball, and Lynn Swan going for it. Swan pulls it in for a touchdown. Lynn Swan beat his man out of bounds. Swan's got a step beyond Mark Washington, who's been on him all afternoon. Super Bowl eleven at the Rose Bowl in Pasadena, California, saw the Oakland Raiders pitted against the Minnesota Vikings. For the Vikings, their day of recognition was still somewhere down the road as the Raiders kept the AFC superiority intact with a very lopsided 32-14 win. On this afternoon, Oakland quarterback Ken Stabler was magnificent as he judiciously mixed up his plays and spearheading the Raiders to a commanding 16-0 lead at the half. First pick by Stabler on third down and short. He straightens up and throws to Casper, completed the 40, down to the 35. Seaman after him, gets him at the 27. And a daring bit of play calling by Kenny Stabler. Really gives the Vikings pause for thought now on third until he play picked and fired to Casper, who rumbled for a big game. Slot right, Kyle Garrett gets the handoff, sweeping the left side, cuts inside his block, nice move, great move at the 20, spins away for another one at the 15, and hurdles down to the 15-yard line. First finally caught by Cross and Jeff Wright. Stabler back, sets up, looks, throws to Maletnikov, makes the catch. He is not in. He was coming back in front of the quarterback, Nate Wright. He was into the end zone, but he came back to make the catch. He caught it on the one-yard line and stepped out of bounds, but it gives the Raiders a first and goal to go. Now it's first and goal, and the power formation is in. Casper tight end on the left side. Lawrence on the right side. Langston on the right side as a win back. Stabler back to pass. A quick throw into the end zone. Casper touchdown, Raiders! Yasha Heifetz never played a violin with more dexterity than Kenny Stabler is playing the Minnesota Viking defense. Third and two, Van Egan with a big hole, big yardage all the way to the 20 and down to the 18-yard line. Holy Toledo! The Oakland line is just wiping out Minnesota's front. Branch left, Belenikoff right, first down, Stabler back. He looks at five to Belenikoff on the one-yard line, a skidding catch. He's got it. He's got it. In a tremendous battle with Jeff Wright, they both skidded to the turf on the half-yard line, and Fred made the catch. A brilliant work of art by the master of his position.
Johnson. Fort Belichick burst and goal on the half yard line. Here's a power formation right side. Hand off to Banizak. He powers over. Touchdown Raiders. In the third quarter, Oakland mounted its lead to 19 nothing on an arrow man field goal before Minnesota could get the scoreboard. However, the combination of an harassing Oakland defense and the passing of Ken Stabler to Fred Belitnikoff led to another Oakland touchdown and a commanding 26-7 advantage. Parking him back to pass on third. The rush by Hendricks. Peels him out of there to the left. He's back pedaling and throwing. Intercepted by Willie Hall at the 30. Back to the 40. Runs into traffic. Ruder footballing. Brought down at the 46-yard line. And so the pressure of a blitzing Ted Hendricks. But Parker in a spot, and he fired the ball where Willie Hall could get it. Back is Stabler to pass. Good blocking. He steps up as the rush comes. He throws to the line of the Olympic. Up at the 35 and the 30 and the 20. He's at the 10. He's at the 5. He's dropped on the two-yard line. Well, they talk right and up and in into a yawning chasm in the middle of the defense and took off before he was finally caught from behind. Give the ball to Banizak. He powers over. Touchdown, Raiders! Banizak smashing over behind the wedge provided by Villa, Henry Lawrence, and Bankston on the offensive right side. Oakland now putting at least 18 points between themselves and the Vikings. Pending the Arrowman conversion, it is now 25-7. In the fourth quarter, veteran cornerback Willie Brown picked off a fan talking to pass to put the icing on the cake in this one-sided Oakland Raiders victory. Quick lineup now, and he looks and throws. Intercepted by the Oakland Raiders. Running around at the 30, 40, 50. He's going all the way. Old man Willie. Touchdown, Raiders. John Madden on the sideline, enjoying every moment of it. Carl Eller on the opposite sideline. Organizing again, the Raiders just run the ball into the line of scrimmage. 15 seconds, 14. The Vikings aren't even going to use that last uh, one second or uh, one timeout. Listen to the count. Here it is. The Raiders closing in on the Super Bowl championship. There's the gun sounding the end of the game. John Madden goes on the shoulders of his players. On January 15, 1978, the pride and prestige of the National Football Conference was finally restored when the Dallas Cowboys defeated the Denver Broncos in Super Bowl XII at the Superdome in Orleans, Louisiana. The Cowboys took an early 7-0 lead in the game when, after intercepting a Craig Morton pass, they moved to the three-yard line. And on fourth down, they spurned the field goal in favor of the touchdown. Again, a double tight end set with a power eye formation straight to the left side behind Dupree. Ball at the three-yard line. Starbuck barking out the signals, has it, hands it off the door, set, drive, touchdown! Turnovers proved to be the Broncos' undoing in the first half, as they trailed by a 13-0 score. They finally got on the scoreboard in the third quarter when Jim Turner booted home a 47-yard field goal. Norris Weiss to hold at the 37 right hash mark. 47-yard attempt by Jim Turner in a 13-0 game. Snap, ball down, Turner's kick on the way, has distance, it is good! Jim Turner, 47-yard field goal. And now, Dallas 13, Denver 3. But the Cowboys came right back and scored on a touchdown reception that might have been the most spectacular in Super Bowl history. 
They've got a third down 10 at the Bronco 45 right now with 7.06 to go third quarter. Shotgun formation. Preston Pearson and Tony Dorsett in the backfield along with Roger Staubach. Fitz snaps it back. A three-man rush again. Roger goes deep across the middle. Way downfield and puts Johnson caught. Touchdown! A sensational diving catch by Butch Johnson, the Cowboys, second-year wide receiver. The Broncos closed the gap to 20 to 10 on a touchdown plug by Rob Lytle, but the Cowboys soon came back with some more aerial hygiene that cemented a 27 to 10 victory. Pitch out, Newhouse goes left, pulls up, wants the pass, fires it deep for Goldie Richards. Good touchdown! Silver Two House is being mobbed by John Fitzgerald, Thomas Henderson, Justin Pearson, Jay Selby, Martin Mullins. The whole team is out in the middle of the field, including one of the reserves. Super Bowl 13 was probably the most unique matchup in its brief history, matching the defending champs, the Dallas Cowboys, against the mighty Pittsburgh Steelers. In Super Bowl 10, these two teams put on a memorable battle that went down to the dying seconds of the game. Super Bowl 13 would be no different. The Steelers received the first break of the game when, after recovering the Dallas fumble, they moved right in for a score. Sending Pearson in motion, then reversing the ball drive, a fumble recovered for the Steelers. Joe Green has it for Pittsburgh. John Benazek has it. Number 76, not 75. Slot right formation for the Steelers on third down and nine. Bradshaw's back there, and he fires under pressure. And it is caught by Stallworth at the Dallas 40-yard line. And the play is blown dead as Stallworth made a great reaching catch. And then was corralled by Randy Hughes and Cliff Harris. Bradshaw is back. Bradshaw firing, and it is caught by Grossman at the 28-yard line. Randy Grossman made the catch. Kenny Barnes made the tackle, and Grossman picks up a first down for the Steelers at the Dallas 28-yard line. Bradshaw hesitates and then throws deep for Stallworth in the end zone. Touchdown, Pittsburgh! Johnny Stallworth caught it between two Dallas Cowboys, and the Steelers are on the board first. But before the first quarter ended, Dallas managed to knock things up. Direct snap to Staubach. He barely gets it away. He is caught at the 25. Here goes Tony Hill over the 20, the 10, the 5, into the end zone. Tony Hill broke open around the 25. He went to the sideline and danced away from Tony Shell and galloped into the end zone for the touchdown. The Cowboys took the lead in the second quarter when after sandwiching Terry Bradshaw, Mike Hedman stripped him from the ball and scampered all the way to score. With Bradshaw fumbling the football, picking it up on the move, and he is nailed back behind the fourth. This ball is taken away from him. Strip Henderson with the ball goes down and into the end zone. Four, a touchdown. Make it in the end zone of Dallas touchdown. The ball was stripped away from Bradshaw. And suddenly, Mike Hickman, that's who we were looking for, Hickman running with the fumble and carrying it into the end zone for a Cowboy TD. The Steelers came right back to tie it up. Bradshaw is back there, and he fires. Caught by Stallworth at the 35, breaks a tackle, comes over the 40, the 45, the 50. He's breaking down, field point at the Dallas 30, the 20, the 10, the 5, a touchdown for Pittsburgh. 
75 yards for the penalty marker. Nope. It stands 75 yards strike to Johnny Stallworth. Pittsburgh received the next break of the game when they systematically moved down the field to score after intercepting a Roger Starbuck pass. Starbuck is back deep. And he winds up and throws. Intercepted by Blood at the 20. He's up over the 25. He comes to the 30. And he is hit and brought down by Billy Joe Debris and Ruth Pearson. Now Blood, after Dwight White had put a great rush on Starbuck, Blood came up with the interception. Then swung to the right. Johnny Stallworth to the left. Wire in a close slot position on the right side. A quick flip out to Swan. They form a screen. He's up over the 35, the 40. Leaps over the 45. Breaks the tackle over the 50. The 45 still running to the Dallas 40. And down at the Dallas 37 and a half yard line. Henderson and Barnes finally running down. Steelers ready to go. Bradshaw backs up. And he fires again. And there's the leaping catch down at the 16 yard line by Lynn Swan. Bills hit by Benny Barnes and dropped down at the Dallas 16. That's the handoff to Harris, or rather Harris got up over the side of the line down to the 10. They spin his spins out from under him at the seven and a half yard line. Bradshaw rolling to the right. Thereafter, he throws on the move into the end zone and is caught for a touchdown. He spotted his man and threw the ball into the end zone to Rocky Blair. The Cowboys could have tied it up in the third quarter, except. Dallas short yardage formation, two ends tight, double wing. Staubach brings Dorson in motion. He's back to throw wide open. Enzo dropped it. He went to Jackie Smith. And down in the turf, he lost it. Wide open. Dallas did manage a field goal out of the situation to make it a 21-17 game. And in the fourth quarter, Franco Harris gave Pittsburgh another touchdown. Giving the ball to Franco through the middle, and over the 15 to 10 to 5. Touchdown, Pittsburgh. They opened it up down the middle, and the big guy went straight ahead through the hole. He knocked him loose in every direction. Over the 15, the 10, the 5, and right in there to score. And the Steelers go on the board with a TD. The Steelers were now ready to go for the kill. Scrubbing the kick down short. Inside the 25, picked up at the 24, fumble, ball loose, still loose, still fighting for it at the 21, it is the Steelers football, no, it's Dallas's football, they're fighting for it, who has got the football, it was fielded by Randy White, and he was hit and hit solidly and lost the football. They still haven't rendered a decision. Pittsburgh's, Pittsburgh's ball. Bradshaw is back. And he's going to squad and squad makes a circus catch in the end zone. Unbelievable catch for the touchdown. Squad beat two men. Cliff Harris was one of them. And Benny Barnes the other. Holy smokes, 18 yards and they strike again. The Steelers won the game 35 to 31. And after 42 years of not winning anything, they ironically became the first team in the history of the NFL to win three Super Bowls. But the Steelers did not stop there. They returned again in Super Bowl 14, and this time defeated the Los Angeles Rams 31 to 19, making it four Super Bowl championships in the last six years. 
The Rams actually held the upper hand in the first half, leading by a 13-10 score. But in the second half, the Steelers started their comeback when Terry Bradshaw found Lynn Swan from 47 yards out to give the Steelers a 17-13 lead. Steps up and goes along down the middle inside the pin. However, the Rams were not dead yet. They came back with a little razzle-dazzle to take the lead 19-17. McCutcheon running right, control the ball. He does throw, and it's a touchdown to Smith for the Rams. Ron Smith, who caught that throwing pass against Dallas, just caught a halfback pass from Lawrence McCutcheon to put the Rams back on top. This game was supposed to be a mismatch. In reality, it was one of the best Super Bowl games ever played. In the fourth quarter, Terry Bradshaw again went to the air, and this time found John Stallworth from 73 yards away to give Pittsburgh a 24-19 lead. finally made that costly mistake that gave the ball back to the Steelers. They went down the field for another score that accounted for the final victory of 31-19 and Pittsburgh's fourth world championship. And drag on on first down. Takes the carry and back to throw on first down. Long over the middle. The Super Bowl, born out of a public outcry in the 19th century, it has, in a short span of time, taken over as sport's greatest single-day attraction. It lives forever.